You're listening to the Life Center Church Podcast. The disciples asked Jesus, Why do you speak to the people in parables? Jesus replied, The knowledge of the secrets of the kingdom of heaven has been given to you. Whoever has will be given more, and they will have in abundance. This is why I speak to them in parables. Because seeing they do not see, and hearing they do not hear. Blessed are your eyes, because they see, and your ears, because they hear. Awesome. If you didn't know, that's an in-house made um, bumper video, so kudos to our team. Michael Foss made it. That was Britton Atkins' voice narrating. That is super awesome. Well, good morning. Um, wow, what a, what a time that we are in right now, what an experience this is, and like um, Michael said, we have a small little gathering, and that's strictly just because we needed our, obviously, staff people to run our church service so you could view in with us uh, this morning, but we have some board members and spouses, but it's quite a sight. We're all spread out, so, um, but I appreciate the support because I was like, oh, I need a face to be able to talk to, but I know I'm talking with you this morning, um, so again, thank you wherever you are joining. Well, we are in part two of our series from the ground up, and it's super exciting, and, and I was praying, uh, obviously, about what we're going to be talking about today, but I was like, God, what is happening, um, and as I was talking with him, and he was talking with me, what he told me was, we have prepared, I have prepared you for such a time as this, that this message, that as we were preparing as a team, we were all sitting around, and I know Pastor Annie kind of gave us um, a little bit of a, a, a explanation as to how we got and came to this series, um, this was all planned out before any of this craziness started going down. So I have to believe that God has prepared this message for such a time as this, right? Um, so it's super exciting. I'm super excited about where we are and as a team. And let me tell you the series that's coming. We ask that you do stay in tune with us um, because it's one giant message, if you will, um, focused in different areas. So... <clears throat> Um, I also, when we were talking about it, I know Pastor Annie did a great, uh, knocked it out of the park last week on the, the parable of the mustard seed and really explained as to the importance of parables and, and where Jesus is and how he's talking with us. Um, and we have this uh, juxtaposition, this comparison between some gospels. They have Matthew and you have Mark really really going um, overlapping in this sense of what we're talking about today, which is the parable of the sower. And as I was reading, um, it was so over, overlapped and with wording. I'm all about how the imagery comes across, so I have to apologize to Pastor Andy. He asked me, are you going to do it out of Mark? And I said, yes. And then the Lord's like, um, let's do it out of Matthew. So I apologize. Um, 
So, and it actually, I think, really does kind of move with the Spirit because as you saw for our bumper, it comes straight out of Matthew. Um, so let's just dig. If, if this, this is going to be actually kind of punny kind of sermon, I guess. There's a lot of puns on digging in and deeper, and as you can see, our stage. Our stage looks awesome, by the way, so thank you for our team that made this happen. These are all real succulents and plants, and it's absolutely amazing. Okay, so we are going to be turning into the book of Matthew Chapter 13, I'm such a, I'm so silly, there we go, I practiced last night guys and then here it is, not uh, as it should be, here it is, okay, so again, so excited, let's pray, (laughs) that's a good place to start, God we have covered this entire service in prayer And we ask again that you just come and anoint this service, these words that you have for us today in this season that we're in. God, open up our ears. Let us hear and actually listen to what you are saying. Open up our hearts. Prepare us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Okay, so Matthew chapter 13, and we're going to go through all the way through verse 23, and and we'll skip a little bit in between just because of um, what we're focusing on today and also time frame. This is so meaty and um, so much good stuff. But let's go straight into God's word this morning, Matthew chapter 13. I'm reading out of the NIV this morning. It says, that same day, Jesus went out of the house and sat by the lake. Such large crowds gathered around him that he got into a boat and sat in it while all the people stood on the shore. Then he told them many things in parables, saying, here it is. A farmer went out to sow his seed, and as he was sowing, and as he was scattering the seed, some fell along the path, and the birds came and ate it up. Some fell on rocky places where it did not have much soil. It sprang up quickly, but with the soil, the soil was shallow. But when the sun came up, the plants were scorched, and they withered because they had no root. Other seed fell among thorns, which grew up and choked the plants. Since other seed, or sorry, still other seed, fell on good soil, where it produced a crop a hundred, sixty, or thirty times what was sown. Whoever has ears, let them hear. And, and the disciples, you can see in your passage, if you have your Bibles open or your phones open this morning, the disciples usually kind of intervene and ask Jesus, what are you talking about? You're talking crazy. Why are you talking in parables? And he responds, and then he goes into the explanation of what this parable means. So let's jump down to verse Um, starting in verse 18. He says, listen to what this parable of the sower means. When anyone hears the message about the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches it away, what was sown in their heart. This was the seed sown along the path. The seed falling on rocky ground refers to someone who hears the word and at once receives it with joy. But since they have no root, They last only a short time. And when trouble or persecution comes because of the word, they quickly fall away. And the seed falling among the thorns refers to someone who hears the word, but the worries of this life and the deceitfulness of wealth choke the word, making it unfruitful. 
But the seed falling on good soil refers to someone who hears the word and understands it. This is the one who produces a crop yielding 160 or 30 times what was sown. I want to kind of take a moment to pause for just, just a second because I have the tendency, and this is, God was like, stop and listen to what God, what I'm trying to tell you this morning. Because we have the tendency as a church, as believers, that when we reread a passage, well, we've heard this before, our eyes tend to skim over some words. And that happened to me while reading this. And I love that because that's God-like wake up, listen to what I'm trying to tell you. And, and I, will, I will, when we get to that part, I'm going to say this is, I'm like, was that always there? Yeah, it was always there. And so I want to encourage us this morning that even if, I'm sure we've read this story before, we know it, we can tell it to somebody else. What God's word is telling us today was different than what it was yesterday. And it's going to be different than what it's going to mean tomorrow because our Bible, God's word, is the living word of God and is applicable in all times and seasons, right? So let's, let's jump into as we research this. So again, I love the imagery. I love, um, I love how Jesus, I think Jesus is, he is so smart. He knows his audience, He knows specific words and how to use them. He knows exactly how to set up a scene. He loves storytelling. And I want to be very careful of the wording that I use here. This is not a fairy tale story, right? And and Pastor Andy actually explained it last week, but so good, is that it's a parable is a story within a story. We're reading God's word here, and Jesus is saying, let me tell it to you in a way that you can better understand. And while some of us, maybe we don't have very much experience, maybe at all, with planting seed or keeping plants alive, um, this is so applicable to us, and I'm going to tell you why. Because it's about us. Let's just call a spade a spade, another pun. We are the soil. And I'm going to tell you this earlier on for a very specific reason, because as we dig into what God's word has to say for us today, I want us to actually think and reflect on as we go through each soil, where maybe we are today, where the healthiness of our soil is today. And so, again, let's just, God, what is it that you're wanting from us today? So let's go into it. We have the sower right? The sower here, all, and your, some of your, your passages or your versions may be a farmer. And the sower, when we research this, is literally, when I, when I went further, it's specifically through the idea of extending or extension, right? If a farmer or someone who were to go out and sow a seed, it's with the anticipation that something's going to grow, right? We don't have anyone going out there and just sowing seed and, oh, I may, I don't know, if it doesn't grow, it's no, no, I'm going to be planting for the anticipation of extension. But not just necessarily going out and sowing the seed, but there will be a return, a crop, a harvest, right? So there's the sower. And also I want you to note here is that the sower and we're very careful as I say this. The sower in this particular passage, in the parable, mentioned isn't necessarily the focus. And the focus in this passage, in this parable, is the healthiness of the sower, I mean, of the, of the soil, excuse me. And I'll tell you why. Because no matter what, and we're going to read into it, 
The seed will be sown, no matter what. The farmer will go out and they will sow the seed. It all depends on the harvest and the crop of how healthy the soil is. And Jesus gets into that descriptiveness of each soil. And so stay tuned later on in our series for more about who the sower is. It's going to get really great. Um, but we're still focusing for today on the soil. I, I want you to see, again, the imagery here. Um, I grew up, those guys know me, my background story. I grew up with my, my mom. Hi, mom. I don't ever get to say that. Like, usually she's, this is live, first time. Um, I, I grew up with my mom and my grandparents, and um, grandpa loved to be able to farm. To be able to do crops. He has like 13 trees in the backyard. If you've ever been in that backyard before, it's filled with fruit and vegetables and um, bushes, everything. Um, and so as a kid, I grew up that way and I'd go out there and I'd get my hands dirty and you till your soil, you get prepared for it. I'm like, oh, God, I, this is so perfect. I know how to farm. I know how to sow seed. Um, but I, What's happening here was a different imagery than actually getting on your hands and knees and like poking your, your finger in the soil, planting the seed, covering it up, and stepping away. The imagery here is that a farmer is going out and imagine that there is a bag slung across his shoulder with a satchel that's filled with seed and he's taking handfuls and he's sowing his seed. It is literally going out and sowing. It is getting spread out. Because, what did I say? The seed will be sown. And we learned last week, we learned last week that that seed is the word. The word will be preached. Here we are, preaching the word. And it will be thrown out. And wherever you are in the healthiness of your soil is how that will determine your harvest. It will be sown. So here we are. We have the farmer, he's sowing a seed. And then I love the, the, the chronologicalness and the way that, he, he, that Jesus talks about each soil, and I think it's deliberately, again, he's so wise. So let's talk about the path. Uh, hodos is, is the original word and meaning of it. And think about a road. Think about a path. Some of your, your, version, your Bibles may say path or road. This road would be packed. Packed meaning the soil would be hard. It's a highly trafficked road, right? People walk on it. This is the path. This is where you're going to go. And when the seed is sown onto it, we even read and Jesus says that it's so packed that the seed has no opportunity to be able to plant or take root. Not only, not only is this road hardly packed, but it's probably taken by most travelers. This is the road that you're going to be traveling on. When I researched this, I found a very interesting, okay, wow, that the word here for path and road is used in the same famous passage that is said, for wide is the gate, path or road, right? For wide is the gate and broad is the road that leads to destruction and many enter through it, but small is the gate and narrow the road that leads to life. And only a few find it, also found in Matthew chapter 7. That road that we're talking about is used in the same, same wording here. So this road, think of it, is a literal road. Talking could be talking about a literal road. Remember, we're talking about farmers and agriculture. 
is used to describe this path, the way people walk. Maybe it's talked in more of that metaphorical state, that, that metaphorical way. The way people are walking, the way people are talking. Are we following on this broad and wide road that is highly trafficked, that is hardened? And are we following, are we following people in the way that is making us hardened, where we cannot even receive what God is planting in us. And remember, this parable is about what? The kingdom of heaven. He talks about that. The kingdom of heaven is like this, and that's where we're at. But this path also involves birds, and Jesus tells us later on the explanation is the enemy, right? And so this path would be trafficked enough to be hardened, but vulnerable enough to allow the enemy to steal the truth away from those who hear it. So the soil is so hardened that it cannot receive, it doesn't sink in, it hasn't had a chance to take root, and so the enemy can quickly come and steal it away. So, again... Here's the question. Where are we as soil? We have our first one right now. Are, have we become hardened? Have we become hardened in our hearts to be able to receive what God is trying to plant in us right now? Let's go on to the second ground soil, rocky ground. This is the one that got me. Um... The word that is used here, I'm going to butcher this, but it's uh, petrodes. I should look to um, Matt, who's right here, who studied it. Um, yes, ped petrodes. Um, anyway, this word is the, is the one used, it's only used four times in the New Testament. What? Four times in the New Testament, and not only so, but only used in reference to this passage. Twice in Mark and twice in Matthew, literally talking about the same thing of what this rocky road is. And so again, imagery. We have here a soil mixed with rocks, or at least covered with rocks. Either way, these rocks are taking up too much space. They're taking up too much space and is actually taking away the amount of soil that is needed for good crops. And when the seed and the word is sown onto the soil, the seed will quickly sprout because of the little amount of soil it has. It's shallow. The words cannot grow deeply. The roots, excuse me, the word of God. And when the sun comes up, the heat kills the seed. How often, even as Christians, are we so excited to receive God's word and we joyfully accept what he has to say? Amen. Right? We, that's awesome. And it's usually, let's be honest, in a time of, it's all good. It's usually at a time that we're saying, yeah, this is, this is it's all good. But as soon as the heat gets turned up, and tribulation comes, and persecution comes, we bail out. We forget the truth that was planted in us before because it's so shallow. It's only at the surface. We have not allowed it to come and develop a root system inside us. We allow the truth to die, or we forget the truth because of the pressures of this world. 
We cannot produce a good, a good crop. It cannot be fruitful. Let's move on to the one with the thorns, the soil with the thorns. Did you notice? And this is what I was talking about with my eyes. When my eyes were going over, and I'm like, was that always there? Yes. Did you notice the wording in this scripture? Other seed fell among thorns, which grew up and choked the plants. The thorns grew up, which means, if you think of it, it leads us to assume that the seed had a chance to actually grow and take root. But as soon as its surroundings, those thorns, almost in a weed-like sense, came and choked it out. That the seed was already planted, it was there, it was growing, and then the thorns grew up with the seed. Are you visioning, are you seeing this? It became overgrown in comparison to the seed. So I was curious, I'm like, well, what does this look like? I was curious, so I just Googled it, I said, plants with thorns, plants with um, weeds, plants with all this different... What I found, I went to the root system. And if you could see this picture, and I encourage you to actually look at it later on if you feel so compelled, but the root system of seeds, of plants with weeds or thorns, the roots are confused. It's a mangled mess, which is the plant root which is the 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 thorns root it's a just mess where does one end where does one start and so these thorns serve as almost a type of weed that are allowed i'm going to use that again allowed to grow up with the seed are we in a state of confusion Right now, even? Maybe in your own personal walk? What's going on around us in our community? Are we in a state of confusion that is choking out the word that has been planted in us? That was allowed to grow? That we were holding on to this truth that is now being choked out from the worries and the concerns of the world? Where are we right now in our soil? Have we allowed confusion to overpower God's word? But let's get into the good soil, shall we? Let's, good soil. The good soil, Kalos. And as we research this, this good that's talking about is not necessarily just something good to look, like, look at. It's not, oh, that's pretty. It's not necessarily just something good to look at, but it is excellent in its nature and characteristics. It is well adapted. It is genuine, morally good, noble, good thoughts, and that co connecting very strongly with what we're talking about confusion, how we are thinking and allowing the enemy to come and steal. These are all in comparison. And how do we understand things in a time of confusion? 
And this word, the word that is used for to hear, because Jesus is saying, let those who hear, let them hear, right? And those who see, let them see, but to hear. To hear literally means not to turn a deaf ear. Not to turn a deaf ear. To learn, find out, comprehend, and to understand the teacher. To understand. Are we hearing God's word, but we're not listening? Are we hearing God's word, but we're not listening? God's word even says, do not merely listen to what the word is saying, but do it. This is an actual action word. To hear is to is an active word. It requires to have full obedience. It requires not only listening, but doing to have full obedience. Does that make sense? This means that there needs to be an action to receive full harvest. That we need to hear to do to, re- to have this good soil, to receive a full harvest. So, how do we have and get good soil? Now that we've decided that we want to be good soil, right? How do we get there? Here it is. I have five points for you. The more we take, this is just something that I, want, I, want, I was thinking. It says the more that we take care of our soil, ourselves, the more we take care of it, and we keep up with the health of the soil the fewer drastic measures we have to take later on to get healthy again. Right? If we keep up with it, we'll continue to stay healthy and there's not so much of a drastic shocking the soil even. Number one, avoid erosion. Avoid erosion. That's the wear and tear. Avoid the wear and tear on your soil. Is there something wearing at you right now? Now remember, this isn't like a big drastic windstorm necessarily as an erosion or a wear and tear, but it's something that's maybe something very gradual, something very small that may be irritating or wearing at you that you're allowing to wear at you, which will then turn into a big problem later on. It is the gradual destruction of something or someone. Know your surroundings. Know your surroundings and how to take care of yourself. That includes people. That includes your work, your workplace. Avoid the erosion. Know how to take care of yourself. Know how to prepare for the times that you know will come that may wear and tear at you. Number two, destroy the weeds and shoo the birds. Don't allow the enemy to come and steal away what the Lord is trying to plant. Don't be lazy. Pull out the weeds if necessary as they come and they sprout out. Shoo those birds. It's okay to say no. I don't want to hear that. I don't want to talk that way. I don't want to listen to that. It's okay to say that. Who are you letting and allowing to come in and steal that truth and seed that's trying to be planted in you? Bigger question, are you being allowed to be used to go and steal from somebody else? 
Growing up with the weeds, as Christians, if we are seeds and we're trying to have a harvest, we need to be careful about who we're allowing. Again, going in, all of these kind of intermingle very, very well. But we want to be careful that the weeds are not taking over the harvest in a sense of what we're allowing into our... That's circumstance also, right? Number three, stay thirsty, but don't drown. Keep passionate about your calling, but don't drown out the seed that is being sown into you. Keep seeking his will and his calling, God's will and his calling upon your life. We all believe that we all have some sort of calling upon our lives. You don't need to have this pulpit to go and tell people God's word. Seeds cannot grow well when the ground is too wet. We need to have a healthy balance of taking in and pushing out. I'll say it that way. We need to have a daily, be, we need to get watered daily by the word of God and have a healthy balance to be with God and to do for God. Because if either one is too much and overpowering, we'll either get dried out or we'll drown. Have a healthy balance. Again, going hand in hand with that first point of being healthy. Number four, be patient. Wait on the Lord. Allow the seed, allow the word, the truth to take root in your life. Don't give up on the harvest too early. And like I said, this it spoke so strongly to me as a kid growing up with my grandpa and he's teaching me this is how you do things I'm like I'm gonna teach my kids I'm gonna teach my kids how to be able to plant some good seeds and so I was like I'm gonna be clever I'll get their little pots they can decorate it we'll put soil in it we'll put seeds it'll be great they'll they'll love it sometimes seeds take a little bit of time to grow and to show that there is something growing my kids got bored by it very quickly. Um, we even put it somewhere where it was going to be seen twice a day, and they're like, okay, cool, it's our pot with some dirt in it. Awesome. I, even myself, got a little discouraged. This is taking forever. Come on, I just want to see the harvest already. I know it's in there. I know I planted it. I know I'm doing everything right. And on the day that I was going to be like, ah, oh, clearly it's a dead seed. I'm just going to throw it out. There it was. The soil had therefore produced a little sprout. And the day that I was ready to give up and throw in the towel, there it was. Clear as day. Little bit of greenery starting to sprout up. It's alive. And how often are we maybe that soil that we are getting planted into and we're saying, but God, I am at a place to receive and accept this harvest, but I don't see any sort of fruitfulness or crop harvesting. I'm ready to throw in the towel and I'm here to say, be patient and wait on the Lord. But also, maybe, maybe you're someone who is trying to sow seed into another person because Jesus says, Jesus said, if we're saying that 
we'll get on there later, is that Jesus is sower and Jesus is saying to be like me and we're supposed to go and tell other people about him, we can also be that sower. And how often are we sowing seed where we're not seeing very much harvest into somebody else? Don't give up. The word will be said. The seed will be sown. So don't give up too early on the harvest. And our last one with you this morning is don't pack it in. Number five, don't pack it in. Allow aeration. It's so important with the healthiness of seeds, of plants. Keep the airflow. Are we allowing the spirit to move in us today? Or have we packed it in? Are we like that path that is so hard or hardened that we are not allowing for the spirit to move? Plants need oxygen to grow. We need God to grow. It's important to keep yourself healthy, spiritually, mentally, emotionally, physically. We need to take care of ourselves daily, weekly, monthly, and even yearly. And I truly believe that as Christians, one of the most strongly broken commandments, it is not a suggestion, it is a commandment, is to honor the Sabbath. And how often do we push that time of rest, that time to rest the soil aside? to allow the spirit to move, to rest. It's okay to rest the soil. And of course, God's word says not too long because the harvest is coming and you need to till your soil. But there is a time to rest. There's a time to allow for the spirit to move. And we hope that the spirit will move all the time, right? So here are my final thoughts for you. And if we're able to have the band come up, that'd be great. And, and as I give my th- final thoughts today, I truly hope that you hear what the Lord is saying. I know it's kind of awkward in a sense of, maybe you're thinking, I don't have an altar to be able to go to if the Lord is calling you. You know what? This may be the most opportune time if you're someone who, who naturally wouldn't go to the altar because you're not afraid of who's going to see you. Great, you're at home. It's you and Jesus now. And if Jesus is calling you to respond, then by all means get down on your knees and answer to his call right now. You don't need an altar to be able to meet with Jesus. So here are my final thoughts. A reason for having hard or unfruitful soil is stagnancy. Have we just decided to let it be, not do anything with our soil? Stagnancy. Are you in need of tilling your soil to prepare for the harvest? Maybe we need to break up this stagnancy a little bit. I'm being very careful as I use the word break up because I'm not talking about a break, breaking up of division. I'm talking about a healthy space of breaking up for the spirit to move. Good soil is hard to develop naturally. 
Good soil helps to infiltrate and hold water in the root zone. And when that happens, the roots are allowed to grow deeper. And if you didn't know, roots will grow towards the water source. And if Jesus is our living water, are we growing towards him? The more you take care of your soil, the fewer drastic measures you have to take later on again to get healthy. I'm going to say it again. To constantly till your soil for harvest, to prepare for it, to allow a healthy balance, to get watered but don't drown it out. Weed, shoo away birds. Allow it to rest and don't give up. Roots, like I said, grow towards their water source and we need to grow towards Jesus, especially in the time that we're in. So maybe you're someone today that's saying, I want to grow stronger. I want to grow more. Maybe I need to have that patience that, that we're talking about today to be able to wait for that harvest. Or maybe you're just saying, God, help me prepare. Help me prepare for this harvest because I know, remember, the seed will be sown. The word will be said. Are we listening and are we doing? Thank you for listening to the Life Center Church podcast. For more content, visit our website at lifecenterchurch.com.